like it reminds me of like you know if you watch like olympics gymnasts right, right. who do some crazy like flip and all these turns and then they let stick the landing like watching kyle like do that stuff was like watching that but with like a beer in his hand the whole time because like he was like he, yeah. he i mean and that's the moral of the story or, or really like where this all ends is like he was an immensely talented and brilliant person who grappled with substance abuse and addiction and depression This is Champagne is also a band podcast. One songwriter, one song. I'm Sven, your host for a journey into the music of Champaign-Urbana. Recorded in the Blue Box studio with a songwriter from the Champaign-Urbana music scene, past or present. Champagne is also a band podcast is a member of the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Welcome to Champagne is Also a Band podcast. Today is a special excerpt from last week's episode with Brad Olson of Neoga Blacksmith. We had an extra conversation in the middle of the episode that didn't necessarily fit entirely with the full episode, but this episode deals with substance abuse, depression, and mental health issues. So I'm just going to put that content warning out there. This is Brad's recollection of Kyle, and I don't know exactly what more I need to say, but I feel like I need to reiterate the fact that check in on your friends, keep an eye out on each other, and just let them know that there's somebody out there that cares. And if you yourself are struggling with addiction or substance abuse problems, please, please, please reach out to somebody, find local resources. I'll put in some local resources as well as some national resources in the notes for your reference in the future. And so without further ado, here's the excerpt of our conversation about keyboardist Kyle Usher. Very clear, like, from the beginning, like, he and Matt had this dynamic of, like, songwriting and just knowing each other as friends that made it very easy to have him work with. And he was just immensely talented and recorded a lot with us. And, you know, on, on this album, he does, I think, phenomenally in some of the things, you know, that I'm most in awe about is listening to some of his keys right. work. And particularly on this song, there is a, a solo that he just... Yeah. rips off like in I think it's after that second verse in the instrumental break and for me I was thinking about this I was listening to the song earlier this week to prep and think about like well what would I want to like say about it and like that solo is one of my favorite things I think I've ever heard recorded wow. on any of our albums because it knowing like how it was produced like even you know, it was a one-take thing for him, and he could just do that, right? He, that was not composed in right. any way. He was just immensely talented. And so, like, that was just something we, like, press record, and he probably just played that off the top of his head, and it was just, it's just so... 
uh, sophisticated and catchy and there's like yeah. a randomness and an agitation still to it he he kind of cycles on these things and then eventually resolves as he works down the scale and like i was thinking like it reminds me of like you know if you watch like olympics gymnasts right right who do some crazy like flip and all these turns and then they stick the landing like watching kyle like do that stuff was like watching that but with like a beer in his hand the whole time because like he was like he, <laughs> yeah i mean and that's the moral of the story or, or really like where this all ends is like he was an immensely talented and brilliant person who grappled with substance abuse and addiction and depression for uh, who knows yeah i mean as long as entire at least adolescent and adult life and Mm. um and so that was um we'd finished this album piasaw and put it out, and he was doing some work. He'd had some issues in his personal life, but it was d- doing pretty well, and had been going down to Texas to work. He worked as, an, I think, an electrical engineer, working on like major power grids for companies like ADM and stuff like that. But he was still grappling with his addiction, and, and largely, to my knowledge, it was you know opioids, it was heroin, it was things you know of those sorts. So we'd been still writing and recording together with him as he was there. And at a certain point, it's really hard to kind of recollect what exactly happened when. I think to our knowledge, he'd been doing okay. I mean, we would drink beer at the garage and stuff or, you know, it never seemed like he was really in the midst to me of like a a relapse in his addictions Mm -hmm. or things like that. And so this was in 2016. It was the weekend before the Harvest Opry that year. And... I was out at the barn and had been doing some mowing. You know, you don't get cell reception out there at all, you know, unless you're standing in, like, the right spot. So, right. I walked out the back b- door of the barn, like, and stood in the spot, and I had this message come in from my friend Joey, and he said, hey, is Kyle all right? And I hadn't seen or heard of anything, you know, and so I said, yeah, as far as I know, like, what's up? And he said, texted back, and was like, oh, well, I saw a post on Facebook. And so... I didn't know what that was all about. I kind of hurriedly got my stuff together and, you know, whipped down, you know, Bill's Lane there and got to where I could get service. And I'm pulling up Facebook to see what kind of posts I can find. And I see one that's very cryptic from a family member of his about, like, we'll miss you, buddy, or something. And I still, like, I'm in denial at this point, I remember. I'm like, well, wait, who, it could, who knows what it is? Maybe he's moving to Texas. I don't right. know. You know, he'd been, you know... And so I'm about home to where my parents live because I have to return my dad's mower. And I get a call from my friend Amber, um, who was very, very close friends with Kyle for a very, very long time. And she told me basically that he'd passed away, that that his dad had found him earlier that morning, dead of an overdose. Yeah, it was just a surreal experience. And I called Matt to see if he'd heard anything. And I'd left a message. I didn't say anything in the message, I don't think. I said just, hey, Matt, call me back. He called me back. He'd already heard, and mm. I, I remember him saying to me something along the lines like, "Well, it just doesn't." I asked how he was doing with it, and I remember him saying something like, "Well, it doesn't seem real," and for me, it it didn't seem real either. And that's the way it was for a few days. You know, it just didn't seem yeah. real, right? And we'd planned on playing. Uh, this was on a Thursday, and we'd planned on playing at the Opry on that Saturday, and you know, a lot of people there knew him and knew him really well and were good friends and had good memories with him and in a way i'm really grateful that we had that 
going on yeah. that weekend because it you know it was just about the best way i think people could possibly come together and grieve over him because mm. he was known to be kind of a lively character at, at previous opries right? right you know and he would have loved it you know and that was his kind of place to be and he felt really i think welcome and able to be himself and kind of light in in his own sort of way when he was out and doing things like that and so you know the day went well and i felt pretty good and you know one of kyle's favorite you know musicians was neil young and we would play a lot of neil young in the garage and i think the dirty feathers were playing that year and they played um on the beach which was like kyle's favorite song no. you know and wow. so, well they they'd been made aware of of this stuff oh, but it was okay. a nice you know it was yeah. a really it was a I was really pretty emotionally overcome at that moment. And then, so, you know, we wrapped it and then we had, you know, a visitation and a funeral. And after a while, um, why we didn't know what to do with the band, obviously, you know, yeah. we'd been, and we'd been working on new recordings for a long time for the interim between releasing Piasaw Saw in 2015 up until at that point, this would have been, a, been October of 2016. So we had all of these demos and recordings and things from the garage because we we record in our garage for the most part. Yeah. And so we, we were lucky. We had a, a lot of practices where mics were up and recording, but we had also done done some effort to like get some things like actually demoed out and kind of, you know, skeletons arranged and things yeah. like that and made sure that we got at least on half the songs that we were planning, to we got him recorded on. Um, after some time, it took us a few months, I think, to really think about coming to that material. But we eventually, you know, we eventually did kind of, you know, opened up those files again. And that was a, I don't know, for me at least, I think a decent way to kind of begin healing. You know, even though I wasn't better at all and, you know, it's it was still very surreal at that point um, to be dealing with something like that. But we were still again struck by like his talent you know the things that we were lucky enough to get on tape so to speak yeah you know and that we had that and so that became you know our, our latest our, our last released album called cron antonius actually the name comes from like a story that his sister had told at his funeral that kyle ever since he was very young he told them at about four or five years old that that he wasn't really their brother that he was an alien from the planet zadar and his name was cron antonius and that they better be careful because he could zap them at any given point in time and that he's planning to go back to his home planet on zadar someday so you know he'll tell all of his friends over there that they're mean to because he was the youngest i think of, right. of the siblings by by good measure and so she told the story at at his funeral about him being Cron Antonius. It was his name. And I love that idea. And I think in, in terms of my own relationship to feeling like somewhat of an outsider or my own, you know, issues grappling with depression or feeling like not belonging or even substance abuse, you know, that idea of like feeling like you're an alien, you know, or you're outcast, you know, that's with you since you're from your very young, I think for a lot of people, you know, and so that was really resonant to me, this idea and the idea that he was an otherworldly talent. Like, I'd believe it if he was an alien, like gotcha. the way that he was, you know, so capable of just commanding a musical language and like just mm. pouring it out, like back to folklore and like trying to justify things that seem like impossible. Um, I love that as like a way 
to remember, like our friend Kyle. In retrospect, there are signs, right? But you don't pick up on them at the time. Right. You know, we came to find out there was a couple weeks before that, maybe a month or so before that, where he, we were, we were having a practice and he just mysteriously did not show up. Oh. And we never did find out why. He said he wasn't, after the fact, he was like, oh, I wasn't feeling well. Well, it came out that he had overdosed that weekend and he oh. was in the hospital and he didn't t- tell us that any of that had occurred. And so it was a surprise to yeah. learn all of that after the fact, you know, mm-hmm. after he was already dead. And so there's anger involved in that about like, why, you know, what could I have done? You know, I think of odd about like, we used to do this thing. Uh, I drive him home a lot after practice, you yeah. know, and we would do the thing, you know, we would just scan the radio and find whatever ridiculous song would pop up. Uh-huh. You know, we would just turn it up and off, you know, one time it was the love shack, you know, or stuff like that, you know, but you know, I remember the, I now remember in retrospect, you know, the last car ride home I would have taken him on and just not feeling that lightness and in retrospect, I, maybe I'm projecting this or, but like, I, I feel like now I could put my finger on, well, something was, didn't seem right. You know, he often would invite me in to have a drink or something, you know, and I don't think that happened this time. And so, mm. if the lesson to learn is just to be attentive to people around you. If you sense that something's off, that check in, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I know I have friends, you know, who do that with me. If I feel a little off, and I have, you know, I've been in some you know, states where I've been deeply depressed or been dealing with a lot of stuff and people like Tim, you know, particularly will be like, hey man, you doing all right? Yeah. And you know, that's pretty important. And so, you know, not to get too sappy, but check in on your friends because, you know, the regret of losing someone and feeling like you, you could have done something is, is not easy, you know, and I think a lot of us who knew Kyle definitely feel that way. But yeah, but you know, we're thankful that that we had him and his talent, you know, and he was such a, such an energy in people's lives. Yeah. Wow. Uh, heavy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I appreciate that you're sharing that with the podcast well, and, sure. and people that, you know, seriously, yes, check in on your friends. And the worst thing is, is to find out that, um, no, they're doing fine. You know, right. I mean, if that's, that's so the, bad. Yeah. And, right. And if anything, they at least know, you know, even if at least they have the opportunity to feel good that someone's concerned about them, you know? Sure. So, even if, if they're a, in a good space, right? Uh, at least they know somebody cares about them as well. So, it can only be good things. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in for this excerpt of episode 34. One of the charities that was selected after Kyle passed was the Heroin Epidemic Relief Organization. And you can find out more about them at theherofoundation.org. So please check that out and have a good day. Keep an eye out for each other. And remember, there are people that love you and need you to be around for another day. Until next time, I'll see you next week.
You almost have an NPR voice, it's so good. Studio South Beaker on the inside.